You're tuning in to Flawed and Fabulous. I'm Ash and I like to think we're all flawed, but we're also fucking fabulous. Today we have a very special and dear friend of mine, Nadine Muller, joining the Flawed and Fabulous podcast. Welcome, Nadine. Hello. Thank you so much. That is the best opening I have ever. <laughs> I've been on a few podcasts. I freaking love that. Why, thank you. I'll take that. It took me a long time to rehearse that and get it down pat. A long time. Lots of mistakes in the beginning, but we get there in the end. Now, Nadine, Let's get into it. Let's not muck around. Let's know who you are, what you do, and why you do it. Yay to this. So hello to those of you listening in. My name is Nadine Muller, and I am a life coach and business mentor, and I have quite a background and history, and one that I definitely know we're going to delve into today because it truly has and continues to birth this mission that I'm truly on, and you will very quickly discover the why, and it is birthed from my past history, my experiences, my experiences exposures and um, one that you will you will feel and anchor into this very episode and it's been such a pleasure to meet Ash along my journey of the why and to see her do what she does now is just incredible. Oh, bless you. Thank you. And Nadine is an absolute powerhouse. You have this innate nature to make people feel so seen and heard. And there will be way more about that (laughs) later. But speaking of your previous life, how did you get to be doing this amazing work that you were doing? Yeah, look, I... It feels like I've lived so many lifetimes before this one. Um, To name a few, you know, I was, I I joined the military when I was 17. So I've had a long-standing career in uniform. Um, So I was, I joined the Royal Australian Air Force at 17, as I mentioned, in an air crew position. I later commissioned to a nursing officer role as well. So with that, I've also been an emergency registered nurse. I've done work in intensive care, in infectious diseases. I've had a wealth of, of experiences in a nursing capacity. Um, if I was to keep on going, I've been a personal trainer. I've ran health and fitness coaching businesses. I've, I've always been that person to do a million things mm-hmm. at once. And I think we can all... Um, know whether that's you or someone you know, just that person that runs a million miles an hour and has all the the hats and wearing yeah. a number of roles at once. That it's was definitely a mum. me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a mum, exactly. Um, yeah, and then it really there was been there's been so many things that have happened since those careers and those um, you know identities and roles that I've played in in the past have led me to um, you know really transitioning out of those positions and those, um, you know, identities in society that have led me to here, which now supports those in their life. So whether that's a career transition, whether it's someone going, fuck, I do not like what I do anymore Mm -hmm. and or healing from traumas or beliefs or patterns or even societal conditioning of who the fuck am I outside of the role of a mum, a Mm -hmm. personal trainer, a nurse, a friend, a teacher, daughter, sister, all the things. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that that is probably a nutshell. (laughs) I actually didn't realise that you were so young when you made that decision to join the army. What was the decision-making process to do that? You know what? It was actually me playing it so safe. And the reason why I say that is because my whole family was in the military. So when people go, whoa, that's such a cool and brave thing to do Mm. at 17, it actually wasn't when I reflect back on it. It was a really safe thing for me to do because Mm. whilst I was um, 
uh, the female to go and do that. I have brothers and and whatever else um, in our family. A lot of the males went to join the military. Mm -hmm. I was one of the few females that did. However, again, when I talk about that safety, it was what I knew. It was Mm -hmm. what the conversations I was around. It was the, we were the family with a very, um, very strong lineage of military customs and traditions. So for me to join, it was no surprise to my friends, no surprise to my teachers or cohort anybody in my family. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was like kind of a meant to be. And it's definitely, I feel like now knowing that it's almost like you were destined for service and over the span of your life, it's evolved into different forms of service. Absolutely. From a young age, absolutely. I think again, it was it was around me. It was definitely mm-hmm. the the way in which my family always operated. However, you know, again, even if you think from my my air force career to my emergency nursing career, which is in the same, I was doing that at the same time. Um, you know, that is of service to people, mm-hmm. of service to help, to mm, support, to lead, to you know, do the hard thing. So it it definitely is a transition and has been such a a stepping stone to where I am now that's for sure and I guess also being in those roles of even just from being in the ICU then in the military then also being a personal trainer all the different mindsets that you see from such an array of different people going through different life transitions too yeah and and I love that you mentioned that because if you were to look at all areas of life, I've like seen the the entry, mm-hmm. the end, the all things in between. I've I've witnessed and seen people that have looked after themselves in health or not. Mm-hmm. I've seen people at their most vulnerable and not. I've seen people make great decisions and make people make ordinary decisions. Mm-hmm. I've seen people um, and and bear the consequences of that mm-hmm. in in trauma or whatever that looks like. I've seen people. Um, at their best, I've seen it at their worst. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, again, that that very piece for me has allowed me to see, feel, discover and know things that I just truly believe you cannot replicate elsewhere until mm-hmm. you've seen it, experienced it and then, you know, transcended from it for sure. Yeah, you're exactly where you need to be. <laughs> and the work that you do is incredible. Nadine and I actually met in a mastermind group together yeah. and we were like, yay, like Gold Coast girls, like, <laughs> hey, but you are actually not always a Gold Coast girl. There is so much to you. There was like surprise after surprise. Every time I, I spoke know. to you, I was like, what? You did what? So yeah. tell us about how you, you live the day to day. Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny because people – even those close to me are like, what? When did you do that? <laughs> or hang on, when did you have time for that moment? Um, again, we're really flicking through so many different things here. However, yes, you and I met through a mastermind and at the time, and we still are, we're one of those crazy families that chose and have decided to do life however we damn well choose. And what I mean by that is we packed up our um, our home, we, we bought a caravan and we're traveling Australia at the moment. In a, in a van, while homeschooling our kids, while running our businesses, um, whilst working on us, while having stillness, spaciousness, all the things. Um, and and it's so much more than just the caravan. More recently, mm-hmm. we just jumped on a flight, went to Indo, like mm-hmm. next thing we're looking at, you know, hiring a yacht and maybe doing mm-hmm. some traveling in a yacht for a bit. Again, um, we've beautifully created this life and this this 
way of life and lifestyle that we really get to put ourselves and our family first. And when I consider and reflect on the last, you know, I'm going to even say 15, 20 years of my life, I've actually dedicated myself to other people. Mm -hmm. And I decided that it gets to be both. And I get to also create whatever it is I wish to create whilst doing the thing for myself, Mm -hmm. my family. Mm -hmm. So yeah, in more recent years, and certainly since I've met you, we've gone from, okay, let's start putting ourselves truly first. And then we've Mm -hmm. 10x that and, and we're doing the thing whilst, whilst, you know, leading and, and mentoring and coaching so many people to discover that for themselves too. Yeah, your energy is so damn electric and <laughs> like you think, oh, I'm going to go around the world in a caravan too and then I'm like, I could not do that ever <laughs> with my kids. Um, but you have two beautiful boys yeah. and a dog and you do all the things with running your business and travelling and you have a beautiful relationship with your husband, Dane, which we'll get into more about Dane later. Yes. Um, but you two have really created this abundant life for yourselves mm. by your own transitions through life and connecting closer and a lot of the products and services that you offer within your business are really for like the family units which Mm. I would which is what I was really drawn to when um you know I saw your suite of offers that I was like oh wow like you are so inclusive to where people are at the different stages of their lives and at first I was like but how do you do all the damn things (laughs) but like again pocket rocket powerhouse that like as you hear Nadine speak, you know that this is innately you and you have this beautiful gift to be able to serve others and bring out, bring out of them what they need to get out. Mm. And we witnessed that in a um, a special time that we had together. And after the um, mastermind that we're in finished, um, Nadine, I had mentioned that I had been on a retreat and for all of those that are loyal listeners, you will remember this episode from season one where I um, spoke about my soul searching, um, kind of eat, pray, love moment where I took myself to Bali and went on a retreat. I won't get into that one today, but if you do want to listen, it is um, season one, episode four, it's called Say My Name and it's a very... Um, very different. <laughs> it's a very different take on the experience that um, I had when I attended Nadine's um, retreat. What month was that? It would have been February. February? Yeah, February. March. Yeah. I think it was March. Um, and this was the Rise 2.0 retreat, mm. which um, I'm going to let you talk about it first. Mm. What What was the um, creation behind Rise 2.0? Yeah, so we have the utmost pleasure and privilege of, of leading so many humans online and also face-to-face, and, and Rise is our women's transformation retreat. And when we say transformation, we're talking all-encompassing, like healing, transformation, growth, next level steps. We don't want people to just heal and then be like, now what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now See what ya. from this? We want to, and again, this is just from our own journey of mm-hmm. our own discovery and self-discovery and healing, growth and transformational work. So we went, look, we can't find, because we did all the things, retreat spaces that not only focus on the past, the present, collapse time into the future as well. How can we create that? So mm-hmm. we really, um, over the more recent you know months and, and years actually, when we're going to do and create what no one else is, right? Mm-hmm. And and that is, again, and really collapsing what is our past things that beautifully mm-hmm. lead us to where we are currently and likewise can continue to lead us when we look at it at a different light for the future. So RISE Women's Retreat or the Transformational Retreat that is RISE 
And we've got a um, males one called Resolve, and then we've also got a couples one, which is mm-hmm. called United. Now, these are all based on well, the ethos of Rise. So mm-hmm. Rise was actually first. And it's about, you know, no matter the story, no matter the history, no matter the past, no matter the experience, no matter the um, preconceived idea, whatever it is that we can choose to rise, and whether that's a rubble, whether that's from a – um, a low-lying valley or a fucking mountain peak, whatever mm-hmm. it is, at any point we can rise and we can rise again. Mm-hmm. So similar to you when you came on retreat, you know, there's people there that were ready to – their face is – that was all about healing. Mm-hmm. For some people, the pre- the preference or the, or the focus was actually for their next bit, mm-hmm. for their next evolution, for mm-hmm. their next rise because we always get to. So um, – Arguably, and some of our favorite like passion project of what we do is actually our face-to-face retreats mm-hmm. because there is something to be said when you're online and online is very powerful and potent and when mm-hmm. we on the basis, our mm-hmm. work is online. However, when you are in people's energy mm-hmm. and you are able to feel into them physically, and then again, we do a lot of work here, not just on this plane, you know, it's very, mm-hmm. there's 3D, there's 5D, there's spirituality, there's intuition, there is so much that we bring into our retreats. And to have that happen in just a three-day period, it is a prime example of what can be collapsed mm-hmm. from years and years and decades and for some of the women and men and couples that we work through there's generations of Mm -hmm. trauma or beliefs or patterns or whatever it is that can literally be collapsed beautifully in a three-day weekend and we're here hugely changing the old paradigms of hey changing your life is really hard that's Mm -hmm. an old paradigm Mm -hmm. Uh, healing from big things whilst can be uncomfortable it can also be very comfortable to Mm -hmm. do it doesn't have to take years whilst it's taken years to create them potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, when when you choose in one weekend, if you desire, it can all change and a whole new model of the world can be created and repatterned from that point on. So it's pretty remarkable what happens and one that you got to experience. Yeah, fucking mind-blowing actually. <laughs> like, And everyone knows that I don't talk shit. And so when I like – paid for the retreat and I was just like well I'm just going because Nadine's doing it I know it's going to be good like I didn't even really read what it was about which is very me like very true to me I'm like oh yeah pictures like and this is what happened at the first retreat so I should have learned my lesson (laughs) but I was like no no trust you wholeheartedly spend all these weeks with you hearing what you're about and I was like yeah no that sounds amazing and like I'm ready to rise like woo and so I was like okay and then when I like the day that I was leaving to drive down Eden was like so what are you doing I'm like I don't actually know. I'm like, shit. I better check that <laughs> out. I still didn't. I'm like, no, this is where I need to be. You know, I'm committed regardless. I'm not going to pull out. So let's go and let's see what it's about. <laughs> and then like I've arrived and I'm like, Nadine, like, hi. And then I was like looking around and I was like, oh, like I'm, I'm starting to like really feel this energy that yeah. something really big, that something really big is about to happen. I don't know what it is. And then it was so in the most beautiful location and all the food, everything was just done to like five star, which makes healing and everything is so much better if you're yeah. in a really comfortable environment because yeah. it can be, as you said, uncomfortable, but doesn't have to be. And when it yes. looks like that, it's definitely less uncomfortable. Yes. 
And when we first arrived and it was this, um, we had this beautiful, which this still blows me away that this is, I think, one of the most grounded things I've ever seen anyone do. And from that moment, I really took in how selfless you were in this experience and it was from the very beginning with the foot soaking oh yeah and you had a lot of beautiful support coaches there with you but you got involved yeah and you were like soaking people's feet and I was like holy shit I'm like yeah this woman is incredible (laughs) and so we had this beautiful foot soak to open and then it was this um the smoking and the clearing of the energy and what we're declaring to like walk into the house so you can talk about this part that because I was just still like standing there and I was like oh I don't want to go first I'm feeling very nervous now and then I ended up going last (laughs) and then I was like okay I'm really not here for the same reason as everyone else at this point yeah you know everyone comes on to retreat for different reasons however often and we realise that then there's overlap and there's a beautiful intersection for mm-hmm. everybody, which is just so freaking awesome. And that's, you know, that's the divine law of freaking oneness mm-hmm. and interconnectedness, which is awesome. So, yes, how we open our retreat and the intention for our retreat, I always get goosebumps even talking mm-hmm. about it, is really, it's so purposeful. And it's so, again, if, you know, if the reason and how we open them is the reason and why they're so potent during and after mm-hmm. and what we know to be really true is people um that's a big deal to go on a retreat particularly if it's healing and transformational mm-hmm. work and there is so much work that goes outside of the retreat that we do spiritually mm-hmm. energetic work the space the place um how we even prepare ourselves in lead up and as as you said and a few people said it even those that aren't new to or are new to spiritual work or intuitive practices or anything like that they can feel it as soon as they arrive Mm -hmm. and and again that is by no coincidence by no chance we create this and it is big on especially for women on women's retreats that they've just likely lived a life before that moment where they don't know how to receive, mm-hmm. right? And and they've lived perhaps a lot in their masculine. They've done a few things in the feminine a little bit. However, they actually don't know the safety of being in their divine true feminine. Mm-hmm. So we go into this like pretty much straight away. And, and what's really potent, and I love that you mentioned that, was we can do that at any time and be on the other end. So I am immersing myself in there. I am literally beautifully washing. And there's, there's more to that story. It's yeah. about cleansing the woman's feet mm-hmm. before they ground on the earth that they're mm-hmm. about to, the earth is about to carry their hardships. They're about to hand over what has what is no longer theirs to carry. And perhaps for some people, what has never been theirs to carry mm-hmm. as well. So there's, there's so much to that grounding and the foot soak. However, it's also, give me a fucking foot soak, please. <laughs> yeah. How often do women go, you know what, I'm allowed to have this in this moment. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're putting milk through it. We're putting, like, beautiful um, florals and, like, there's it's just such a sensory experience. Yeah, and then at the fun. same time, yeah, and at the same time, we're welcoming them, welcoming them to the beautiful space and the honourable space that we're bringing them onto and um, acknowledging those, you know, past and present that are there physically with mm-hmm. us and and in other realms. So it is definitely an introduction and a declaration that we create straight away. It's an intention that is really, really important and one that we, um, we're really proud of how we introduce people onto retreat and because 
that then sets the tone and what happens straight away is an element of safety mm-hmm. and for us for people to release some really yeah. big things they need to feel safe and as you said i it's not just myself and husband comes on there with me there is a few people that join us on retreats alongside us mm-hmm. and everyone must feel safe in order mm-hmm. for them to let down their guard for potentially the first time in their life mm-hmm. um and what happens on retreat is truly profound they start sharing things that no one knows mm-hmm. and they start sharing with the other women with the other you know the other team members that are on there with us and and again it starts from before they even step on that mm-hmm. on that step where we're supporting them in lead up there's you know contact beforehand and again as soon as they step on there's a declaration exactly what you were saying before mm-hmm. and it's it's deciding hey are you here are you willing to do what it takes despite the fear despite the discomfort and so far and i know this <laughs> everyone stays mm-hmm. and decides to do it because i mm-hmm. give them the option you mm-hmm. may remember that i say you can go mm-hmm. right because what we always want always is everyone's buy-in and all-in moment mm-hmm. and if it doesn't feel and that's just this opportunity for this choice piece and for me to go you always have responsibility and choice in yourself and if this doesn't feel right you get to go and of course i always go how about if this moment is actually why you must stay? Yeah. And it's really cool when people go, holy shit, that's, yeah. that's the reason why. Yeah, it, it was truly an incredible experience. And like, I obviously, what happens on retreat kind of stays on mm. retreat. I'm not here to like divulge other people's mm. reasons why or their breakthroughs or anything like that. And your social media is actually a beautiful showcasing. Yeah. Everyone is so open to sharing their experiences, lots of video footage of the things that happen. And I believe that's because they hand on their heart, know that the breakthroughs that they have, everyone should be able to experience that in their life and reap those rewards of getting uncomfortable, doing the big things, feeling safe, feeling connected, meeting like-minded people. Um, Because, you know, like we all, well, sorry, I shouldn't blanket it, but we all kind of care what people think at some stage in our life and doing this deep work can make you feel that real vulnerable, Mm. um, vulnerability hangover sometimes too. Like I think I had like a slump maybe on like day two of the retreat because there was a a lot of big things being spoken Mm. about. And again, while everyone was on the process to rising, I was kind of like thought I was done with my healing and I was just there to rise and then it But along the process, it made me have this huge sense of gratitude for the work that I had done and that I was no longer in these dark places. Even though I feel like the work is never done, there was big enough shifts that I was like, okay, I feel really safe. I see the light. I'm moving towards it. I've had my breakthroughs. I still have my slips and my moments, but... One of the um, activities that, like, what do you call call them? Activities? Processes. Processes. Yeah, I'm like, welcome to school camp, guys. Today's activity is. (laughs) I knew you'd correct me when I said it. I'm like, that's not the word. It's not the bloody word. Um, You know, the the, the whole weekend was, was truly beautiful. But these processes again as you said they're all intentionally designed Mm. for this process um was one of them was this sensual activity which like i feel like you know ed and i have a very good sexual relationship but i'm also not very sexual with women so um i was like what are we doing (laughs) what are we doing but again all beautifully well put together and after the initial like two minutes 
I was like, okay, I really see what this is about and I'm glad that I'm doing, especially for the partner that I had on the retreat, who was definitely going through her own things that, you know, I was like, oh, when was the last time you were sexually, sensually, like, touched to feel good for yourself. Like, what do you desire? And um, explain this activity. Because I don't want to butcher it. I I don't want to butcher it. So now our retreats are some, like, sexual retreat. People are getting naked. No, it's not like guys. Dancing around the woods naked. (laughs) Fully um, clothed activity, guys. Yes, this is definitely Your senses, not sensual. Sorry, senses. So it's it's called a sensory overload, Mm. and I I mean that with every inch of its being, too. So God even back to the start Mm -hmm. it's so interesting that um you know what we see a lot of is is women and men because we actually do an interesting Mm -hmm. thing like this on for men and that might seem really wildly weird however Mm -hmm. this is what i mean by this type of work and why we have the results that Mm -hmm. we have and why people are changing their life with this is so you know what we're seeing is a lot of people uh in the race and the chaos of this life truly starting to really move away from the basics and the foundations and the, and the simplicities of pleasure. And when we talk about pleasure, we're talking about like the, the pleasure in conversation, the pleasure mm-hmm. in food, the pleasure in, um, in your friendship groups, the pleasure also in intimacy, like mm-hmm. all of that. And it's so interesting to, especially with women that have had trauma or have had some um, you know, big events happen in the past that they're actually consciously and unconsciously have blocked themselves off from pleasure. So, and, and again, pleasure in all its forms. So the quickest and the most rapid way to get a woman back in her feminine is actually through pleasure. Mm-hmm. And it can be as simple as this process. Mm-hmm. And this process allows for, you know, when we put the women into, into partners and we have all these different, we blindfold them and we have, um, different tastes that they go through, different things that they feel on their body. And it's just simple, sensual, mm-hmm. however, a sensory touch piece. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's what they can hear. It's what they can taste. It's what they can feel. It's words that are spoken. So it's audible. It's the whole sensory piece. Mm-hmm. Now, again, you know, it's all giggly. It's all the things. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. We're doing mm-hmm. this, you know, with the group of girls <laughs> and all the things. Similar to even though that the footpath and the foot mm-hmm. touch, it's being able to receive this and mm-hmm. also be like, you know what? I'm allowed to let my guard down. I don't have to be in the doing. I don't have to be necessarily in the doing for everybody else. I'm actually able to receive love because mm-hmm. that's what that comes down to mm-hmm. too. Some women and, and, and you know, this is definitely a podcast for another day. It's that receivership of mm-hmm. love that is really difficult to receive. And that is because of the love that they don't have yet for themselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that process is a number of things. However, it's also, it's, it's first of all being putting them straight into their fem mm-hmm. so that for the rest of the retreat, we can support them to, to overcome what they need to do or need to whilst being in their feminine, mm-hmm. which is really important. And B, start putting them into a place of I'm allowed to receive and be in pleasurable states mm-hmm. more than what I am not allowing myself to be in. And the thing is, is these pleasurable moments we can do on our own. Mm-hmm. So and I'm not just, I'm not speaking just masturbation, but yes, yeah. masturbation is one too. All forms. Right? All forms of mm-hmm. pleasure. So, you know, there's tickling your arm. That's mm-hmm. a form of pleasure. That feels nice. You know, again, these, these practices and these processes that we put these women through, 
is actually the most simple of ways to bring ourselves back into our body. And what we're seeing a lot of women right now, they are so out of their body. Mm -hmm. And how are we meant to heal, discover who we are, discover what we want to do, have clarity in our life, have have more intimacy and love in our life, love our children at the most if we do not have that for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that list could just keep on going. So that is that process. It gets really funny. It also Mm -hmm. can be really emotional and it can also be like, holy shit, this feels good. Mm -hmm. I'm allowed to feel this. I'm allowed to feel it, whether it's with a woman, with a friend, with my partner. For a lot of the women, and I remember you Mm -hmm. sharing this, they were like, I've never, I want to do this with my husband. And it's Mm -hmm. like, absolutely. It could take you two minutes if you want Mm -hmm. to. Yeah. And part of that process was being blindfolded is at first like the person that wasn't blindfolded was kind of just navigating whatever they thought and then it was like now you need to ask what you want more of yes and that was a really big piece too because like receiving is one thing but then actually having courage and confidence to ask for what felt good like there was this section as i said we like you know defined what they were receiving and then it was like okay well now you're like stop and they need to be like more chocolate more another blueberry like you know more tickle i liked when you touched my neck like all that sort of stuff and it was really interesting to see the giggling did subside Subside, after like the first like two minutes and then it was really this like state of just like pleasure yeah but also this gratitude of being in that environment and you know feeling really safe and really comfortable to you know speak what you desire yes yeah i think you know it's the biggest permission piece to go right how can i map this across in my life Mm -hmm. so after the retreat people like started asking for our, for what I wanted in the workplace, in the bedroom, in mm-hmm. the, you know, wherever it looks like. And again, whatever feels good, whatever feels good. Mm-hmm. And, and that is so simple. And again, you know, largely we do a lot of things that are complex and a lot of things that are, you know, way more complex than that. Mm-hmm. However, on the most part, what we discover and what we're, we continue to ram home to those that enter our world is the simple and the foundations the world is moving well away from them and it's about bringing them back and then building from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, yeah, the, again, the whole weekend, like I'm still like mind blown because the significant difference of what I experienced oh. on the level of safety yes. at your retreat is incredible for the work and the unlocks and unblocks all the things that happen like there were so many things that like again what happens on retreat stays on retreat and if you have any really powerful stories from that weekend that you know that those people would Mm. be happy to share then that's fine but i'm not going to take it upon myself to talk about their stories Yeah, look it's so interesting you say that because sometimes people go i really don't want any of my stuff shared and and we we take full Hmm. absolutely you know um and though guess what of those people that have said that, they've all gone, no, I want you to share my stuff mm-hmm. now. And the reason being, because then they've gone, how about, because a friend or someone has mm-hmm. seen the way in which they are now or whatever, and they're like, I want to liberate other women to yeah. feel that. I, it would be. Release the shame. Them, yeah. Release the shame. Exactly. Yeah. Literally one of them was like, it would be a disservice if I didn't share that. I Can I, like, they ask our film crew. Sing it from I, the mountain. <laughs> can I grab the footage? I want to share about this. And yeah. this is when I go, yes, because the more we talk about it, the more we create it, the more we normalize are it. so normalized about it, the more we're actually opening the, the conversation of, like, Healing the world, like making a, work. a better place. <laughs> yes, so, like, this actually, is the work. And, and you know what I love? 
Men are probably even more so about mm-hmm. that. Men go, I need to take this to my workplace. Mm-hmm. I need my brother or my, you know, well, uncle. Well, stigma or my, is huge right? for men, which it just blows my mind. It's wild. What we see in the men's space and what is now happening as, as a result and the ripple effect of that is huge. And it's mm-hmm. and again, I love women's work. Love women's work. There is something to be said for, for men's work because, of course, as you can imagine, we we have the women come on retreat, and nine times out of ten, I'm going to say they're like, "How do I get my man to do the work?" Mm-hmm. I heard um, that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they had already been. Or they had already yeah. been. And when they get then their men to do the resolve retreat, and then they're coming on to do the United Couples retreat. Like honestly, that is well, it's the creme de la creme. That's mm-hmm. when you see two humans if in partnership or in relationship or however it looks like that just. Well, yes, it's heal, it's transform, it's grow, and then actually there is no stopping them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the, and again, you know, I'm, the next process, <laughs> <laughs> which um, Dane, hubby, was actually a part of this because mm-hmm. um, one of the things I found really interesting that you shared when we arrived is that, you know, a, a, a male coach or what do you what do you call it? facilitator yeah, facilitator, facilitator. Yeah. there we go again with the words <laughs> male facilitator comes on the women's retreats and a female facilitator goes on the men's retreat so Absolutely. there is that masculine femme energy there too so dane was actually present for about a whole day mm-hmm. um and there was a number of different processes that we went through on that day and again this character process which like I had never seen before and I was so skeptical about it when it started because I was like how these people like yeah I was like like how are they like really going to do this and you explained the process and then I'll share a little bit more on like what I was like no one's doing this like this is not going to work and I was like holy fuck this is real like this is real legit I'm having a little giggle to myself because <laughs> in one breath we're like sensory, sexual yeah. stuff. Next minute we're dressing up, we're doing role play. What is this, guys? What it's is an this? R-rated retreat, guys. <laughs> no. no, so this is actually a process called perceptual positions. That's or it. PT. Yeah, well, yeah. Which also doesn't sound which very <laughs> PG. <laughs> now that you've said it. <laughs> so good. So, um, it is well. It, there was a lot, a lot of swearing going yeah, on, um, yeah. but it was definitely not anything yeah. sexual. <laughs> Look, to put it really simply, because there's so many layers to it, mm. and 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 yes, going back to what you were saying, we with every bit of intention, there's men work, women's work, and on both of those, we bring the opposing mm-hmm. gender to it with, and there's a reason for it. And one, it's it's to support the energetics piece, and two. You actually cannot have true, I will say this, true like divine healing without the other. Mm -hmm. So because they're opposing, it needs each other for Mm -hmm. the complete integration. The yin and yang. The yin and yang, right? All of it. So we're very intentional on that. And, and, you know, whenever the women, whenever I go on the men's retreat, I always thank them. Hey, thank you so much for having me on retreat. However, having me and the women on retreat is actually really important to your retreat. Mm -hmm. It's vital, actually. Mm -hmm. And and we we see that. And and likewise, we have the men come on our retreat. So, or on the women's retreat. So Dane comes on and we start this perceptual position process and you know we're in circle and and each person and and how we set it up and even set the intention for it is is you know safety is paramount as you can imagine this is the second second day now and by now we do a thing very consciously of we're basically loosening grips we're we're loosening that 
tightness and the wound up of, of women and we've done it with mm-hmm. the night before with mm-hmm. the sensory overload xyz by the time we're at this bit we're pretty happy to even though it feels uncomfortable mm-hmm. to step up in front of everybody and start you know making some declarations start putting yourself on the um in the space to take up space okay mm-hmm. and generally here it's actually about a thing or multiple things or a person in your life that has largely shaped a moment in time that has gone on to to um, hugely define the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So it might have been a parent. It may have been a past partner. It may have been, um, you know, a child. It may have been, um, again, an event in a collective of people. So as you can imagine, perceptual position and the reason why that name is that it's actually allowing our unconscious because a lot of the work that we do is the dance between the conscious and the unconscious Mm -hmm. and actually rewiring the neurological picture that we have in our mind. And the only way we can do that is matching between the mind and the or the conscious mind, the unconscious mind, and also anchoring that to a new feeling. So a lot of this work is as you can imagine, very omnidirectional. It's very, um, there's so many layers. So the perceptual position allows the the um, the person on retreat or the guest on retreat to come up and really start speaking to their experience. And then with the support and the leadership of the facilitators, and, and as you can imagine, we already know parts of their story through um, the lead up and their onboarding Pre-work. of this person. So mm-hmm. we already know the traumas. We already know the um the things that are so far have held them even though there's been some unconscious ones that may have been repressed that people don't know until they come on retreat Mm -hmm. and that's something that we're really open about are you willing to explore things that you don't you may not know or your unconscious mind has actually blocked off for preservation Mm -hmm. or for protection until Mm -hmm. you're ready to release them and often i think that's something to to be said right now for anybody listening is there anything that you know and potentially could you be open to the fact that there could be things that you don't know that mm-hmm. are harboring inside you mm-hmm. and, and the body keeps score so there is physical and emotional trauma that are stored in our body mm-hmm. and perceptual position and this is what you witness was one where we face that when we're willing to face that and it can be really uncomfortable work and start sharing speaking um acknowledging where that trauma and where that emotion is sitting in the body mm-hmm we can actually work through removing or moving that emotion and that trauma Mm -hmm. that is stored. And that is what perceptual position does. So the best way to describe it is this dance of energy, this dance of spirit, this dance of um, conversation, this Mm -hmm. dance of declaration Mm -hmm. and with powerful facilitation and someone really leading because that's what's needed as well. It's someone having trusting their spirit their guide we open up many portals as well in the space and then it starts then it's Mm -hmm. like an uncovering and it's not just like band-aid it's literally like where do we feel this there's anger release there's rage release there is words there Mm -hmm. are not words there is vomiting there is excavation of big traumas big emotions Mm -hmm. and 
and it isn't immediate. So sometimes it can take 15 minutes for one person, an hour, two hours, whatever it takes. And we were there for a few hours there yeah. where, where we went around each person again because safety is paramount for us. We don't go, okay, you're next. Mm. We just go, you will know when you're up. Yeah. And you have people that before they're even up, they know they're like, I feel sick already. I can't. Yeah. They're pacing. They're doing the thing. And though, and this is why freaking we love it is the willingness of people once they're in the right right space mm-hmm. and they feel safe to do that and they know they're held and they've been dropped into their feminine mm-hmm. they have already some tools and resources they know they're going to be supported in this space mm-hmm. they've realized by this point either hold on to this for the rest of my mm-hmm. life and be really fucking uncomfortable and have it always there and have it repressed or whatever and notice that that is actually the thing that's holding me back or the reason why certain ailments or you know, things are, are happening for me at the moment or I face the wind now I get this done. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool, particularly seeing women and fuck seeing men too, do this process because you see them decide, you actually physically feel them, mm-hmm. whether it's for the peers or the facilitators or myself and I'm leading that, you actually see a human fucking decide. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like decide. Totally. And some people even went back in. They're like oh. half an hour later, they're like, no, I'm not I'm, done. I'm not, I'm not done. done. I'm not done. And yeah. like when you said before, like the rage release, that is by the far rage. the best description because some of the quietest people yep. on the whole retreat so. in that moment had the rage to get out. Yep. But it had just been stuck, stuck. in them, yep. like repressed rage yes. where they're the quiet polite and they're just carrying this burden of this yeah. rage that when they're alone they probably feel it yeah but when they're in a bigger group like it's still there but they're putting on this pretend yes, like face right. and seeing how many people were 12 that was 10 no that was 10 on 10, that one 10 yeah, um yeah and again just the difference in why people were there yes everything came out in that circle oh yeah and I love that you said that because there were people that went, hang on a second, like, there's more or mm. there's somebody else. There's another event. Something's mm-hmm. just pop up, pop up for me. Yeah. And, and when I say, you know, some people are hours, some people are 15 minutes, there is like, it is so profound what can happen very quickly. And you witness mm-hmm. this. So, and this is why we love what we do because quite literally, once you do that, you will see someone just drop to the floor or go, it's gone. Mm-hmm my weight you'll hear them you felt it there's like you physically spiritually mentally emotionally just see a person completely shift and change Mm -hmm. you literally see and feel a weight almost like this backpack just the lightness this lightness Mm -hmm. we saw women that their eyes were just clear as day Mm -hmm. it went from like like soul, like pitting. Well, some people weren't even making eye trauma. contact with other people up yeah. until that point. Yeah. And then after they had had their time, and I think one of the really key things is that when you said it's at a 15 minutes, an hour, half an hour, whatever, the space was just held no matter yes. what. No there matter was no what. like buzzer, like no. you're taking up too much space, no. like move it along. It was this beautiful that like however long this process takes, yeah. we're here for you take up the space, like yep. the encouragement to just take up the space. You have invested in yourself to be here. Yep. We are here for you yes. to take up as much space as you don't get to take up in your everyday yes. life, whether you're in a relationship that doesn't allow that or your kids, you devote all your time to your kids or whatever it is, 
It was made very abundantly clear from the moment that we entered these spaces for you, take as much as you want. Absolutely. And you know what I loved is that then each other, all of the girls Mm -hmm. in, you know, and this happens, it's everywhere. We all want to see other women heal Mm -hmm. from their traumas. So that like the other girls are then like, go for it. Yeah. Go girl. (laughs) Get a girl. It is so liberating to see that. And everyone, and and you realize, holy shit, everyone here does want me to, Mm -hmm. to, to overcome this. They do, you know, and it's like, I'm taking up fucking space. Mm -hmm. And to see those women do that. And, you know, since then we've had multiple more retreats and it's just like, far out to it's one thing to witness it it's another thing to experience it yourself Mm -hmm. and then it's another thing to actually hold it and 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 witness something like that Mm -hmm. because we now can't unsee what we see every day and what what gets to happen really quick for individuals when they decide and there are so many opportunities and times on the retreat where people like oh this is uncomfortable and it's up to us to go i get it i see you and also have this moral courage to go what is more uncomfortable like give them choice and autonomy and also beautifully guide them and and give them the gentle push that they need Mm -hmm. to go hey this is your time. It's now because it's so easy to turn around and go, Oh, this is too uncomfortable. And it's not until I start speaking, particularly to the mums, like you don't clear it in you. You're giving it to your kids with the fucking hope that they're going to do it one day. Mm -hmm. And if not them, then who is it after that? Mm -hmm. So then it's your grandkids. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, I always just continue to really, you know, drop in that message of let's, let's be the line in the sand let's be the one let's Mm -hmm. be the person our lineage that finally decides enough is enough let's lead with so much love that Mm -hmm. the ultimate form of love is i am willing to do what it takes that those before me that may not not have had the resources the 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 energy or the strength or the whatever it needs those before me couldn't do i'm gonna do that now Mm -hmm. because we have the resources change be the fucking change Mm -hmm. and again like we're seeing it hugely transform whole families lives as a result of doing that work Mm -hmm. and then kids our kids we've seen it in our our own Mm -hmm. children we do the work our kids no longer have to carry things that are no longer theirs or have never been theirs to carry Mm -hmm. and the same story was for us we were carrying things i was carrying things my husband was carrying things all of our clients were carrying things that actually yes there were parts that were theirs right Mm -hmm. and that's your responsibility Mm -hmm. to heal then there's parts that actually isn't yours that unconsciously or consciously you didn't even know you were carrying Mm -hmm. until you do this kind of work. And that's just that process. Then we have ones that go like way back into timelines and and that's another whole bloody scenario yet again when we're collapsing them to the the forefront. So, yes, it's a very powerful process. It was – and full disclosure, I actually – I did participate but I didn't participate, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense, in that. And, um, you know, I was sitting there like, you know – who's my person? Like, who do I have this release that I need to, to have? And, you know, you, you're so patient with me because <laughs> you're mm-hmm. like, you know, like, you know, how, how are you feeling? And I'm like, I, I, I'm feeling for everyone else. Like mm-hmm. I'm like here and I'm like, these people are so brave and they're so willing to, to share and do this. And I was like, felt like I was almost going to have to make something up to participate and like I was like oh and then am I being the fucking downer of the group that's like you know why can't you just get up there and like say something we're all sharing like Mm. what are you hiding Mm. like this is the story that I was like telling myself and I was like and then I was like even when I left I was still like asking myself I'm like did I hold back or was I being truthful like was 
what what was going on there and I was like I did say to you at the time I was like I really feel like I've done work in the past mm-hmm. the, where I've had these conversations mm-hmm. whether it was in therapy or other modalities that I've done where I have let go of this mm-hmm. and it's not going to be healthy for me to go back and revisit it when I when it's have not coming up for me when I'm sitting here trying to rack my brain yeah. that's going too deep yes. like you know yes. And I felt the need to like almost apologize to everyone because, you know, I, they allowed me to be a part of their healing. Yeah. Um, and I felt so drained mm. after holding space for hours. Mm. Um, but also I felt, I felt heavy and light at the yes. same time. Yes. Like it was a really weird feeling. I was like, okay, I need to definitely go to my room for like 45 minutes, which mm-hmm. we had free time Lots after that yeah. to, um, and you know, if people wanted to hang out together and keep talking, they could, or if, they, if some people needed a nap, like, mm. you know, it was a big, big afternoon and yeah. big, definitely big work. But what I saw in everyone oh, throughout that, wild. and not also hats off to the facilitators because yes. That was fucking incredible yeah. to stand there and have someone tr- envisage them to be this person, be yes. sworn at, yes. like nothing, nothing got violent or anything no. like that, but, you know, being sworn at and just being there and holding that space, letting them have this rage release or eat emotional release, you know, there was others that were like sobbing, mm. but they had it in their mind that this was really that person and some of the people were no longer in their lives and they didn't get the opportunity to have these conversations but were holding on to this in their life yes and then they got that opportunity to have this conversation they never got to have or maybe it was the tip of the iceberg that they've now you know mentally accepted that they have had this conversation they're going to go have it for real it's super cool like again unconsciously and consciously there's new pictures that were creating mm-hmm. new pathways new moments for that wherever that was sitting and for some people it was in their throat what they weren't mm-hmm. saying and we physically saw and and were able to see people go it's in my th- i actually mm. got it's here like it's coughing here. Like, they're coughing mm-hmm. they're doing all the thing or it's in their belly like and again without going you know down another whole rabbit hole again we've witnessed and seen and 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 transcended people in this work that previously had concerns like um you know in their throat or in their belly mm-hmm. in terms of like like medical health like, ailments yeah once they did this gonski they went and then had a blood test or a routine mm-hmm. checkup and they're like what's happened mm-hmm. and again now for us and i can speak that so confidently i'm an i'm a registered nurse mm-hmm. right so it's like i get that and i see science and i see um i see the space for all of it. And mm-hmm. this is a huge area that I believe right now it's on the rise. However, we have to give more preference and, and mm-hmm. reverence for it and start incorporating this into the work because this timed with incredible medicine, timed with technology, mm-hmm. timed with, um, you know, if we can beautifully intersect all of these parts of modalities, different mm-hmm. modalities, different ways in which we can heal and transform and be medicine to people, mm-hmm. then fucking hell, we can literally heal the world in one fucking generation. Yes. No shit. And open up the mind. Oh, You know, like it's not, you know, I am a firm believer that if you need medication oh, and anything in it. your life, go for it. But there are so many people that don't try. Pardon me, I nearly spat on you there. <laughs> 
<laughs> that don't try something outside of the box because maybe there's no awareness there or it kind of sounds a bit woo-woo, yeah. but like the body, you said it before, the body knows. Yeah, body the body well. knows. Yeah. And for me, one of the things I had done before in the past was sound healing, which I really really enjoy and um that was included in Mm. this retreat and that was one of the most like special moments Mm. i think yeah like one of the most special moments i've probably had in my entire life Mm. um and to paint a little picture we're all on um this beautiful deck under the beautiful stars where we were staying and there was a beautiful facilitator that came in to do the sound healing there was candles there was blankets um and i've actually never done breath work incorporate incorporated with sound healing before i'd done them separately yeah and wow (laughs) wow like first of all like wow um again like I don't like I have my own vulnerability issues that I'm definitely working on and I've definitely had the mindset over the years of I tell myself I'm okay I'm okay mm-hmm. um and then when the sound healing started you know I've had the relaxing type where you know you kind of like drift drift off all that subconscious but with the breath work you're not drifting off <laughs> like you're fully present in whatever is about to transpire and it was very wild um and i was like concentrating on the breath for a big part of it and there was beautiful music and everything was just so perfect and the at one point I had to open my eyes and like just stare at the sky. And obviously for me, that's a big representation of like all my loved ones that are in the sky. But at this point in time, I was especially thinking of Horn, my journey. And I just had tears like streaming, like, and I don't cry a lot and let alone like, I don't know. Like it was weird that for me, like it was a big release, but when he checked in on me, It was just this, again, the safety of being, like, stroked and held and, um, you know, you were like, you know, do you want to close your eyes? And I was like, I will again, but for this moment I'm just, like, connecting up here and I was crying because, one, I was so grateful for where I was um, and the space that I was in, but I was also really grateful that I was brave enough to go on my own healing journey, you know, all those years ago and still be dedicated to the process and still be able to show up and not be like, oh, that happened seven years ago. You should be over that by now, which is a lot of, you know, the stigma that's around, you know, the time around when, you know, people have grief, trauma or loss in their life, that there should be a certain point where it stops hurting or you don't think about it or you don't feel it anymore. And it wasn't until that moment. And Higher Love is like one of my most favourite songs in like the whole world, again, because it was always me searching for this higher love that isn't coming from a person it's the connection to myself and what I can create in my life and by this point I was like hyperventilating like crying like the tears are like just coming out and I'm like I'm okay and you're like keep breathing I'm like how do you breathe when you're crying (laughs) um and that was you know such a perfect way to finish the the evening and it was it's the last night of the retreat too yeah and um yeah, after not fully participating in the 
perception positions thing I was like you know like you were committing to this like to really see what comes up for you and again it just solidified to me in the earlier piece that like I was there to be grateful like and to rise and you know there we always and don't get me wrong if I probably went on the retreat now I'd have some shit I need to let go (laughs) of Um, but at that moment in time that is where I was and that I just you know left just feeling this like awe of gratitude that some of the issues that were happening in my life was so minute Mm. in the comparison to things that I have been through and sometimes you just lose that perspective because time does progress and Mm. you forget about you know, how far we've all come. Yeah. You know, I love that you say that because we've had multiple people now, particularly um, on or our one women's retreat since yours and another with our male where it's been someone that is there for their next evolution Mm -hmm. and someone, particularly with our male retreat, we had another um, really well-known uh, human that does a lot of this work as well. And he came on our retreat to, Mm -hmm. to just see what else is more Mm -hmm. for him. And, And he, it was really a space of huge gratitude and reflection and, and reverence and just this acceptance for where he was then. And, mm-hmm. and there wasn't necessarily healing. It was, it was actually just a reaffirming of, mm-hmm. of his mission and his path. And, yes, we do things like the Akashic mm-hmm. Records and had gone down many different journeys and, and breath experiences, and it was just more of this divine conversation over those few days of of confirmation of what he's Mm -hmm. here to do and and you know again that's the beauty of this work so whether Mm -hmm. or not someone is literally in dire straits they're in the middle of like you know they're ready to remove some things fast in their current or in Mm -hmm. their in their past or whether they're at a part and this was you where you were like hey i'm here for the next bit i'm here for that Mm -hmm. transformation bit i'm here to to collapse time of what was to go right and anchor myself to the now mm-hmm. and then go what's what's the mm-hmm. not even the steps what version of me and what higher self version mm-hmm. of me and what love can I bring into the next bit and it's almost like it's it's I wouldn't even say like it's a closure of a book it's almost like just a brand new pen that you're mm-hmm. writing a new chapter and, I, and that's what it felt like for you and mm-hmm. it was so wonderful and um, you know, profound for us to witness you through your journey and, and one that, and I know I can speak for this and one that you always shared, like we, we don't push anybody. And when you, mm-hmm. we, we trust the human for, mm-hmm. for what they are and who they're, what they're mm-hmm. saying. And it's like, and I physically went, there is nothing for Ash mm-hmm. to bring up right now. And if there was, she would in this moment. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is, um, you know, that's that safety mm-hmm. again that's yeah. that trust in your human if we're all one to go cool mm-hmm. then witness this and even just you witnessing being in that that circle was huge revelation for you outside of you yeah 100%. so i think there's just so much healing to that can be said when it's not you too. And mm-hmm. that's why this witness piece, that is why we share in the way, like we are definitely very loud in the ways in which we share certain mm-hmm. things with, with, um, you know, approval and with mm-hmm. consent from mm-hmm. everybody. They're like, fucking go for it mm-hmm. because that needs, that needs to be the conversation. Yeah. That's what people need to see and mm-hmm. feel because then they go, Oh, what men doing that? Women doing that. How good? Because again, you saw in there, they're a, we're leading like, seven figure eight figure entrepreneurs down to mums that are like 
I don't even know who I am and mm-hmm. I'm on Centrelink. Mm-hmm. And that's perfect, yeah. right? Wherever you are on your journey, it actually doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If we're all one, mm-hmm. we've all got stuff to work through already for the next evolution of us. Absolutely. So then let that be. Take up space. Absolutely. And that's why this was such an important episode for me to record mm. because obviously – I wanted to share the difference of experience, Mm. the level that you can really have that transformation, that there are facilitators and businesses out there that are really leading the way and doing the right thing and are focusing on service and focusing on the transformation and, you know, have everything equipped to be able to support people through the healing journey, whereas, you know, well, going back in time now, four years ago when I went on that retreat, it was so unsafe Mm. that I wanted to have a follow-up in the sense that, you know, it depends where you go. Do your research. Know who the facilitators are. You know, even do some pre-work with them if you want to to really feel that safety to be able to leave your family and go and do those things. Or, you know, say, fuck it. Let's just jump all in. I'm all in. Like, let's go and just do it. And um, I had such a profound experience and I still continue to talk about it all the time. And no one would explain it better than obviously you. So I'm so grateful that you came on today to be able to like fix all my bloopers about my way of it. And also for the listeners to get to know you and what you're about, because I've just watched you also being, you know, in the coaching realm myself, that what you facilitated produced created was fucking extraordinary Mm. and i just left having even more love and respect for you and dane and everyone that was there that dedicating your life to that Mm. and holding that much space and energy and being the most fucking incredible person like more people like you in the world like thank you so much much. one thing we just started chatting and your angel card has just been sitting there (laughs) Which I knew that I knew that would happen with us one hundred percent. But now I'm even more desperate to know what's under there. So please flip it over. Child. Oh my gosh, you care deeply about children and they readily respond to your love. All children, including your own inner child. You know why this is perfect? Because this is a huge ethos and mission behind our work. So yes. I'll just continue reading. Including your own inner child require love, affection, and attention. We can clear and open your heart and schedule so that you can give more time and energy to the children who need you. So, like, literally that is by no surprise that that's Mm -hmm. come up because, again, yes, we work with the human, as Mm -hmm. in, and on the most part, they're the adult and they're the parent. And and the inner child. And the child uh, Mm -hmm. and the father Mm -hmm. or the couple and Mm -hmm. then the family unit. And Mm -hmm. that's big for us. However, at the bottom end of all of that is actually children. Mm -hmm. And that's our ethos because – if we're clearing things in ourselves that past generations couldn't mm-hmm. do or didn't have the ability to, didn't have the resources to, and that's okay, right, and we get to do that, we're the change for the children in one generation. Mm-hmm. And I'm big with it. We do well, a lot of inner child Well, you said that multiple times yeah. throughout the episode. <laughs> yeah. So I'm loving that it's resonating. I'm loving this. <laughs> and it's like we do a lot of inner child work. What I know to be really true is the women are – they're not having any fun or play mm. or adventure. And and I say this from a place of where I was. I was like, who am I? What child? What do you mean? I don't you were jumping fun. on that trampoline. You were having yes. a grand old time. Right. I was like, wow, what is going on? Right. <laughs> yeah. The more that we bring in our inner child, the more that we healed out, heal our inner child is, is when we can start actually passing down to our children mm-hmm. what it takes and what mm-hmm. it is and what it, we get to be as, as humans. Everyone's in this human being. I'm mm-hmm. here to show everybody you get to – or that human doing, I uh, mm. get to human being because mm-hmm. we're yeah. human beings. 
Mm-hmm. Love that for us. Yay. And then to wrap it, wrap it all up, we are going to do our quick little hot seat. Oh, yes. So oh, they can really get to get to know you if they haven't already. I'm sure <laughs> they do with that level of depth that you shared. So sunrise or sunset? It is actually both. Ash. I Take it. It's it at, could... I am on both. Yeah. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Beach or bush? Beach. Heels or sneakers? Sneakers. Water or wine? Wine. Brief or bangers? Oh, brief. Sweet or savoury? Sweet. Book or movie? Book. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Early bird. That is the Flawed and Fabulous podcast with Nadine Muller. Thank you. But if everyone wants to connect with you after the episode, where can they find you? Oh, we are bloody everywhere. You Um, bloody are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, you can find us at like simply our website or myself. So you'll pop it on the show Mm -hmm. notes. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, we are just land on in. Just ask the Mm -hmm. question. If there is something that you're feeling, your head, heart, soul space, you want to land in, you don't know where to start. There is so many ways. And whether it's a retreat, whether it's something before a retreat, whether it's whether you're international, you want to do an online retreat, we Mm -hmm. have them too. Like there's actually so much. And and also the ability to tap into spaces like ours, Mm -hmm. we've made it so readily available. Definitely. So all you need to do is literally... Just go, hey, this is where I'm at. Do it for where yourself. Where do I start? Do it for do yourself. It for you first, your yep. kids laugh after, mm-hmm. and then watch the generations happens. after that. Yes. Well, thanks for tuning in. I'm Ash, and just remember we're all flawed, but we're also fucking fabulous. <laughs> <laughs>